This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Odar, Min, and JR. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Today we will be talking about a topic that is a surprisingly big part of K-Pop, but we've never actually touched upon it before, and that is mascots. As you might be aware, South Korea and parts of East Asia are very big on having mascots for anything and everything, and it is absolutely wonderful. So today we'll be talking about some K-pop groups that have their own sets of characters. So, JR, why don't you start us off by talking about your group's mascot? Alright, so to begin with, I'm going to do a little foundation of the group itself, and then we'll talk about the mascots. So my group is BAP, and their mascot are the Matokis. BAP was a six-member boy group that debuted under TS Entertainment on January 26th, 2012. I have seen this date disputed. There were multiple dates I came across. So if that's the wrong one and you guys tell me, I will put a note. But for now, that's what we're going with. BAP has quite a storied history, so I won't go too in-depth on their seven-year run because they are deserving of their own episode. However, the boys had quite the come-up before company troubles halted their rise for a period of time. This was eventually resolved, and the group continued to promote together. They were active up until the expiration of their contracts in 2018 and 2019. I want to note that there has never actually been an official disbandment notice besides members leaving the agency. All the members have left the agency. The agency is defunct, so we probably won't be getting a disbandment notice through them anyway. I have seen articles saying that Zello and Yongguk have technically left the group, but again, it's all kind of weird because the agency no longer exists. I was just going to say, though, that on their recent anniversary... Jello was one of the members who was in attendance along with Daehyun and Jungup. So they right. consider themselves to still be members and they also had to meet up with the five, the main five. So I think it was a TS thing that made Yeah, it, it was the company that they wanted to get out yeah, of. Yeah, the company was never kind to BAP. So them having technically quote unquote left the group, you know, that's something separate because for the yeah. most part, all the members are not, like, looking back on their BAP history with shame or anything like that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all the members, minus Prison 101 member Himchan, are doing some form of solo work as of this recording. Okay. Let's get into their mascots. Back in the day, groups had some wild debut concepts. And BAP was no stranger to this, with their alien concept featuring the Matokis. Prior to their debut, they had an MTV reality show entitled Tada, It's BAP, that introduced the group to the world and also dove deeper into their lore. First, let's talk about the Matokis themselves. Matoki is a mixture of the word Mato, the planet from which the members supposedly came from, and the Korean word for rabbit, which is Toki. I've also seen some fans say that the Ma in Matoki stands for masked, but I have not seen confirmation on that, but it is something you might come across if you're looking at Matokis. So, Matokis are depicted as rabbits wearing masks, and the name is often shortened simply to Mato. According to an article from Soompi, TS Entertainment stated that the Matos were, quote, created to reflect the personalities of each member in the group, unquote. 
So Bang Yang-guk's motto was Shishi Mato, and he was red. Kim Him-chan's was Tatsu Mato, and he was pink. Jung Dae-hyun's was Kiki Mato, and he was gray. Zello's was Toto Mato, and he was blue. Jong-up's was Dada Mato, and he was green. And Young Jay's was Joko Mato, and he was yellow. Now, let's talk a bit about their show. Tadat's BAP was a 10-episode show that aired through March of 2012. The show explained that the Matokis were living peacefully on their planet B124AP224, but an energy crisis came to them, and that's why they came to Earth, to find a new energy source. They took on the role of idols because they discovered that the energy from fans was a suitable replacement. The show gave a glimpse into the rookies' lives, showing them, at times with their quote-unquote alien sensibilities, making their group chant, recording their debut music video, taking part in a cooking contest, revealing their debut showcase, and doing a handful of other fun missions. It's all very cute, very 2012. It's subbed on YouTube if you want to watch it, so there's that also. It's also very cringe. It is so cringe. <laughs> That's why I said it's very 2012. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see the members who are cringing are like, I just want to debut, so I got to yeah. do this, but I don't yeah. want to be here. Even outside of the missions, just the fact that they kind of have to be like, I'm an alien from outer space. Like that part of it. Also, you can tell that they're kind of dying inside a little bit as they have to act like they're not human. <laughs> I think Jealous is the funniest. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. His Matoki is a robot that Yongook's Matoki built. And so when he didn't want to answer something, he would just be like, powering down now. Yes. Error. <laughs> Shut down. Yeah. That was great. Uh, so another thing to point out was that the show had transitions between scenes where they would have cute animations of the Matokis doing silly stuff together or kind of like beating up on each other. So they really used it in a variety of ways. But how else were they used? At debut, BAP used the mottos heavily in the group's branding and imagery, including in their logo. It was created by a creative group called Chala Bros. However, I was unable to find a website or anything linking back to them, so they may have since gone defunct. One way the Matoki was utilized was in their music. Their debut music video for Warrior featured a DJ wearing a bedazzled Matoki head in the background of multiple shots. Their follow-up releases also featured them, including in their first mini-album, Goodbye, which was released in July of 2012. The cover art for that mini-album depicts Matoki's lined up on Abbey Road, reminiscent of the Beatles' album cover of the same name. Some other cover art that features the motto are One Shot, Badman, Matrix, for Sensibility, and Carnival. These album covers, whether it was a single EP or full album, used their mascot in highly stylized ways up until 2016. The release of Noir in late 2016 does not feature a Matoki on the cover art, and following that you will not find them on the cover art of their subsequent releases. Another aspect of branding was shown in July of 2013 when the mascot was featured in posters for their upcoming concerts. So they really used it quite often and integrated it into a lot of things, including merchandise. They were featured in figurines, calendars, keychains, the group's light stick, and even a limited edition blanket, which is so cool and you can't find it anywhere and I want it. So if anyone ever finds it, send it my way and maybe... I don't know. I want it. That's all. 
Another way that TS Entertainment capitalized on the mascots was through a comic entitled Matoki Earth Venture. TS was pretty smart about this and released the comic in English. So, you know, more eyes on it, more people reading it, all good stuff. The comics showed another version of the mottos coming to Earth and trying to acclimate to it. We have a link to the first season if anyone wants to see it. The artwork is quite cute and cheeky. Highly recommend. It ended with a panel saying that the story would be continued in season two. However, I personally never found a season two anywhere, so I'm guessing it was scrapped. I've seen other people also say like, where is season two? They never released it, it unfortunately. Happen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh. So another way the Matoki was used was in late 2014, it was announced that a Matoki game would be launched entitled Matoki Space Puzzle. Upon watching some gameplay, it seems to be reminiscent of like Super Mario Bros type games. You play as a Matoki that has to dodge obstacles and run through a course to get to the end of a level. Matoki also had its own social media. The Matoki Facebook page had over 46,000 followers. However, they stopped posting after the game was released in 2014, unfortunately. A fun interactive fan event that took place on this Facebook page was something called Matoki Warp. Fans sent in pictures of famous landmarks from wherever they were, and Matokis were superimposed onto the pictures. It was really cute to see all of those on the page. It's still up if anyone wants to look at it, but yeah. Finally, there was a Matoki YouTube channel. It had the motto introduction videos and a video for their song Goodbyes release. And there was also info about a pop-up store that would take place. It was called like uh, Matoki X TS Entertainment or something like that. So it really didn't have much information on it compared to other pages, but it exists. So where are they now? The Matokis eventually were phased out of use. The last time that they were really used seems to be around Carnival era, which was in 2016. The cover art featured the Matokis on an open-top jeep with tons of balloons around them. However, there is no reference to them in the title track, Feel So Good, music video. The Matokis are still loved today. You can find fans selling merch with them, and if you search the hashtag on Instagram, you'll find that fans tag Matoki when posting about the members' solo projects, which I thought was really cute. It's like a little piece of BAP is still living with them. <laughs> but... Personally, I think it's understandable that the Matokis were dropped. The group went in a different direction following Carnival, a more mature direction, I guess you could say. So while it's disappointing to lose the beloved icon, it also kind of makes sense. But, you know, that is a somewhat condensed history of the Matoki. Min, you said you had something to add. <laughs> yeah, so have you guys heard about the subreddit Am I the Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On TikTok and most short video platforms, content farms for just reading posts from MIBA mm -hmm. is a very prominent thing. And one of these was called MIBA for asking my fiance to remove her K pop tattoo. The original <laughs> Reddit post has been deleted, but it is still... It's the internet. This this post is still <laughs> out and floating about. And basically it's a dude being very insecure that his girlfriend has a K-pop tattoo in the tramp stamp region, which was super blue in the 2000s. 
And he described this tattoo as a mascot of her favorite K-pop group that use bunny rabbits that represents them. The one she has wears a red mask slash bandana, since that one represents her favorite member of the group. And K-pop fans very quickly was like, oh, that's Matoki's. Oh, that's Seal <laughs> Matoki. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. And this dude's main issue was that he thinks K-pop is childish and thinks that his girlfriend has branded herself to another man. (laughs) Things did not end up well for this man, but the funny thing is, on one of these MID videos on TikTok, Zelo himself commented and was like, Hey, that's her choice, that's her body, I love it, and that's a very cute full circle moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I had the same opinion that a lot of other people had, where it's like, it's the Matoki, not a member's face. (laughs) Which I could see, that could be creepy, because there are some absolutely creepy, like, face tattoos, not face tattoos, but tattoos of people's faces from K-pop who aren't really done well. There are a lot of those out there. But this is a Matoki, and it's, it's, if it's a Matoki, it's probably a really good tattoo. And also, it's like, are you going to pony up the money to get the removal, first of all? I don't think he would. Yeah, he wanted her to remove them or cover it up uh, <laughs> with a tattoo yeah, no. representing their relationship more. I just find it really fun because like, Zilor doesn't post anything on TikTok. He has no right. videos. So seeing a comment from him himself being supportive is peak. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. And also he's got a... I think he's another member who's got tattoos as well. So of course he would be supportive. He's like, it's your body. Yeah. I think all the members have a tattoo. Anyway. I wouldn't be shocked. A cute full circle moment for this one. Yes, yes. One fan. <laughs> oh, being validated by your favorite idol. I love it. I hope that she heard that. That when like, her boyfriend was being unreasonable. And I th- from what it sounds like, she knew that this was unreasonable. I hope that she saw Jello's response. And was like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When something like this goes this viral, like you could probably live your life with your significant other posting on reddit and you don't necessarily know about it but when these go viral especially this one is so specific like she had to have come across it i hope she dumped him i haven't seen any updates for this story but hopefully it all ended well and she left this dude because red flags all the way yes (laughs) yes get out while you still can anyway shall we move on yes why don't we go on to Oldar? So BTS is well known, and as they've had multiple storylines in their music videos, it's probably no surprise that their mascots would have a story as well. BT21 weren't their first characters, but they are certainly the group's most active. In October 2017, the first teaser of BTS's collaboration with LINE was released. For those of you who don't know, LINE is a Japanese messaging service similar to Kakao. It has its own characters, with the most famous one being brown, which is a brown bear. These characters can be used as stickers in-app, and also come with an extensive merch line. For this collaboration, BTS were tasked with making their own characters that would join the line character roster. Over 13 episodes, the process was captured for fans as the members sketched their ideas, and then line artists redrew them in the company style. After they were finished, they became stickers fans could send to their friends in line and also on Facebook. Then, short animations of the characters came out soon after on YouTube. The reception to this collaboration was overwhelmingly positive. Since then, the story, merch, and reach has expanded. 
The basic storyline is that BT21 want to become universe stars, which is the term they use for celebrities known throughout the universe. Each member has their own past that leads them to being part of BT21, whose name is a combination of BTS and the 21st century. They're idol trainees brought together to debut like BTS. Keep in mind, though, that BTS has multiple stories that loosely recreate parts of their own story, with the BTS World mobile game being the closest. The main storyline, not all the other sub-storylines. BT21's rise to being superstar idols also echoes this. There are seven, technically eight, main characters. Tata is an alien and was designed by V. It has a red heart-shaped head, yellow lips, as well as a blue and yellow dot body. It's basically the main character as Tata's departure from its home planet eventually leads to BT-21. It's the second child in the royal line and decides to leave home due to the stifling lifestyle. Wanting to spread love on Earth, Tata felt like social media would help. After seeing BTS or at least a similar group to them, this little alien assembles a group to help achieve this goal. RJ is an alpaca with an orange neckerchief designed by Jin. RJ's family is in the business of selling their fleece, but RJ hates shaving and happily leaves with Tata. Cookie is a pink bunny designed by Jungkook that likes to box and work out. After one friend got hurt and the other ran away, Cookie ended up in BT21. Koya is a blue koala designed by RM that has detachable ears. It sleeps a lot and dreams. Interestingly, Koya's best friends are eucalyptus leaves. Chimmy is a puppy in yellow sweats designed by Jimin. Abandoned in a box as a young puppy, Chimmy plays harmonica and struggled to have friends. Tata changed that when happening upon the puppy on the rooftop. Shuki is a brown cookie. It doesn't specify if Shuki is chocolate or just burnt because some of his friends are burnt cookies. And Shuki was designed by Suga. Shuki is from a bakery, but his grandpa is sick. So he went to find a famous pastrier to save the business while Grandpa recovered, and that journey to save him led Shuki to BT21. Mang is a lilac-colored dancer who wears a light blue horse mask to hide its identity. Designed by J-Hope, this cute character competes in dance competitions. Excitingly, earlier this year, J-Hope worked with line artists again to create Mang's true face, which is absolutely adorable. The final member isn't based on a single BTS member, but is more of a reflection of BTS fans. Van is Tata's robot that is light on one side and dark on the other. Together, these eight make a lovable cast that each have extended stories inside characters of their own. BT21 is active on social media and have their own channel, which was how I pulled the timings for what was released when. They have also released their own music with the debut track being Would You. They also interact with BTS. They dance to Gomin Boda Go, also known as Go Go, and as mentioned earlier, when J-Hope went to design Mong's face, he got to interact with his character through a call, and it was adorable. There are a few tie-ins for BT21 as well. They have their own block game for mobile devices called Puzzle Star BT21. There's also multiple ads with the BT21 characters, as there's a store in the Incheon airport. However, I'd like to note this, this is very important for anyone who's like me who was in Korea. At least as of September 2020, this store was on the domestic flight side, and I didn't know that until I was at the airport when I was leaving Korea and was very disappointed I couldn't pick up more merch. <laughs> Speaking of merch, you can buy a lot of items at Aligned Friends store. There are a couple of these around Korea, but there are also BT21 pop-up stores and an online store. I went to the Line Friend store in Gangnam, which is two floors and had a cafe at one point, but was closed when I went because, you know spring 2020. 
It was really fun and cute. The range of items include apparel, plushies, school supplies, cell phone accessories, and even special edition items like the characters in Hanboks as babies, and even side characters have their own merch. Interestingly, BT21 merch can also be found in online stores in Korea. At Lottimore, I saw bathroom slippers, wrapping paper, and notebooks. At Paris Baguette, there was a shooky peanut butter sandwich. And as many of you know, I am from Nevada. I'm from the desert. So when I say that is the driest thing I've ever experienced in my life, you know I'm being very serious about it. So if you run into one of these, make sure you have like a whole thing of water or something with you. And while idols being on T-Money cards is common, I was delighted to be able to purchase an RJ T-Money card at 7-Eleven. As you could probably tell by now, I enjoyed this collaboration so much. But that's not where this episode ends. Min, why don't you tell us about the bear? So far, we've talked about groups of characters having their own universes related to their original group. But I decided to go a completely different route, because I'm talking about one singular character that doesn't belong to a singular K-pop group. So a decade ago, Lehigh released It's Over, and in the music video for this song was a blue teddy bear that represented Lehigh's terrible boyfriend. And this bear would be referred to as the YG bear. And he would accompany Lehigh on her live stages. And it was adorable. In Lehigh's It's Over MV making film, she does name the bear Gomgome, or in English, bear, as a joke. That would not be his name. And it was cute. The bear at this point would be known only as YG Bear, and was originally modeled after G-Dragon in style and charisma. I couldn't find a specific point of when this change happened, but he later became known as Krunk, the quote-unquote celebrity bear of YG Entertainment that carries hip-hop soul and swag. Unquote. This is very 2013. But this was also, like, probably one of the last times when YG referred to itself as being a hip-hop company, because that whole identity of being a hip-hop company is long gone now. Yeah, I'm just glad they don't refer to themselves as the swag company anymore, because that was uh, the dark years in marketing. Basically, YG made Crunk to strengthen their own brand and earn a lot of money, because merchandise earns a lot of money, because it's merchandise. (laughs) So, in early 2014, the YJ Bear got its own social media channels and started becoming its own entity, being featured in both drawn comics and photo-based comics showing his daily life. Because the dude in the Krunk costume did never get the chance to take the Krunk costume off. (laughs) This dude must have been so sweaty. (laughs) I feel bad for him. He goes on a lot of shenanigans. And I don't know how he does it. I am shooketh. Very soon after his social media pages got opened, it got followed by his very first collaboration and event with Kuntoy, new collaboration on January 24th through the 26th in 2014 at the Olympic Park Gymnastic Stadium in Seoul. <laughs> Quote, YG Bear is holding an event for swaggers who come and find him at the venue. Unquote. I tried to find a little bit more context on this event. I don't know what it was, but it was a thing, and you could come and win trinkets. And this was just the beginning of many, many more events 
to be held, like the Crunk Pop-Up Store at Seoul Ping Pong Club, which featured the first Crunk Pong Championships, which there would be multiple of. And if there ever was an event that YG hosted, there would be new Crunk merch to match. And he also continued to having his own events and his own collaborations, even up until this day. Seeing as Crunk is essentially a teddy bear, Crunk plush toys was an inevitability. And soon the first line of Big Bang X YG Bear collab came to be, and it featured a bear for each member of the group dressed up in their iconic outfits from all of the members, like T.O.P. Crunk being in a blue suit with a pink mustache. 10 out of 10, we love Dundara. <laughs> Another collection of iconic Crunk merch would be the art toys that started off as blind boxes, with a total of 10 different Big Bang Crunks, and there have been so many other art toys, amongst a myriad of other merch, like stickers. I saw an umbrella, I saw a neck pad. I, if there is a merch, there is a Crunk merch, and it is probably adorable. But there is a little bit more to him than just merch. The Crunk origin story goes as follows. Crunk was spending numerous days at home doing nothing, and one day he had eaten all of the food he had at home. So, he went down to the YG cafeteria to eat. And after eating all of the food in the cafeteria, he was asked to help out in the studio for the recording of It's Over. And this is where the producers spotted Crunk, and ta-da, that's how Crunk became Crunk. It's a very deep story. Such an intense plotline. <laughs> in 2016, he got his own YouTube channel, which he started off with a dance video, and he later followed up with reactions, challenges, interviews, and vlogs. And to this day, the Crunk YouTube channel is still active and thriving. Now you'll see a lot of videos of Crunk following Blackpink on tour and hosting fan events like random play dances and fan signings. He is very interactive with the YG fandom, and he is a very skilled dancer, and I do not understand how the person in the suit manages to dance as well as he does. Because <laughs> that thing must be awful. <laughs> Whoever that is needs to debut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're on to something. I wonder if they ever use trainees. That'd be interesting. But then we're, we're, yeah. when are we seeing them debut? That'd be an interesting way to do like a debut showcase. Or like showing off like their trainees where it's like, this person is in the crunk suit. If they can do it in a crunk suit, imagine what they can do without a crunk suit. It'd be a selling point. It would. That's how new YG trainees really get hazed. They have to do the gauntlet of the crunk. <laughs> <laughs> That, but if you do, though, then it's, like, sure that you would debut. Like, they're not going to do one of those stupid shows where it's like, ooh, are we going to yeah. debut everyone or aren't we going to debut everyone? None of that nonsense. It's like, this person, can they endure the crunk suit? If they can, yes. they are set to debut. <laughs> crunk is also very active on both Twitter and Instagram, which is super fun. But Crunk is not only just a cute mascot, he is also one of YG Entertainment's official recording artists, releasing his debut single on September 19th, 2017 with I Can't Bear. The MV for this song pretty much follows Crunk through a day of dance practicing, eating, meeting fans, and eating some more. The man loves food, and I can respect that. The song doesn't actually have a vocal track, and it's more just trumpets <laughs> mimicking the rap since Crunk 
doesn't ever actually speak, which is very interesting for a bear that hosts a lot of interviews. That's so cute. He does not speak. He communicates through <laughs> holding up the little signs and pointing. <laughs> Riveting content. It's That's adorable. So cute. That's actually pretty interesting. Yes. He is actually stated on the YG website as a recording artist, so I love YG that. do love this bear. I love that. It's so funny. And he is still a well-beloved character and YG's only ever mascot. And there was also that when I was doing research, I figured out that people were making up drama between the YG bear and the SM bear for some unknown reason, but I couldn't find any good anything about it. But supposedly there's beef, <laughs> but I so don't know, funny. man. That's for the next episode. <laughs> Essence had a couple of different mascots, so that yeah, doesn't look limited know. either. Yeah, Crank. He's a thing. Follow his YouTube channel. Watch him dance. Please, please watch him dance. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> watch the boy dance. To wrap up, there are a lot of characters and mascots in K-pop. We only covered three of the dozens that exist, so hopefully in the future we'll get to go in depth on more of them. But that's it for today. JR, take it away. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, and review us on Podchaser. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSumbays or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on October 1st, 2023. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.